Hey, hey, Joel here from the Empower Good Podcast. I'm actually recording this in New Jersey because I'm on my trip. You're not going to want to miss this episode. I talked to Philip Ryan Block, a good friend of mine who truly, truly cares about people. We talk about patience, about hard work, and how to really niche down and meet your audience where they're at. Hey, what's up, bro? Welcome to have welcome to have you. Have mercy. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna leave this in here. Take bro, two. It's awesome. No, no, no. We're gonna leave it in. Hey, what's up, man? I'm so stoked to have you on the show. It's about time. I know, man. We've connected for a long time. And uh, you know, I think that's kind of how it is. It's been a long everyone. time, but it's really only been like three months. <laughs> I know. You know, it's this kind of how it is on every show. Every person that I say, it's always like, yeah, we've been trying to make this happen. So we're finally on, and that's kind of like the story on everyone that's on the podcast. <laughs> we're always trying to, you right. know, everyone's busy, which is a good thing. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Uh, for, for those who don't know, uh, Ryan, uh, go ahead and tell us uh, real quick, just a little elevator pitch. Who are you? What do you do currently? <laughs> and then we're going to get into the why later. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Philip Ryan Block. I do a lot of stuff. Anyways, uh, seven years ago, I started a record label. A year ago, I started, or 18 months ago, I started a creative agency. 13 months ago, I started vlogging. And yeah, I love people. I love connecting. I love building relationships. And most importantly, I just love the true human connection that social brings. And when done right, how marvelous of an impact it can have in somebody's world. Absolutely. Uh, I love it, man. Let's, let's, let's go a little deep. Okay. So uh, we're, we're going to be talking about a few things. I, I like to go kind of like deep philosophical, kind of like the why, but then I also like to go practical later because um, right. I, I like to pick people's brains so I can learn myself. And so my audience can learn on how to <laughs> communicate on digital media, because I really feel like there's never been a right. better time in earth's history to communicate good ideas. So uh, first of all, let's start with the why what's the chip on your shoulder. What's the why some people it's, an accident, near-death experience, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. Like, what's your, like, not because I want to provide for my family or because I need to make money or want to buy a nice car. Like, what's the, what's the real why? Right. Okay, short answer. Legacy. Long answer. Because I don't know anything else. Like, I've plugged myself in and I've worked other jobs. And I mean, I still to a certain extent do, but like, I don't know anything else other than this. Every day I wake up knowing that this is what I get to do. Yes. Every aspect of what I do in my world from having this conversation right now to working on artist music and getting it out and distributed to help managing clients and, and building relationships on the agency side to literally just every aspect of what I do is because there's just it. a lot of aspects to what I do. It's because you love it. Absolutely. Let's talk about hard work for a second. Um, <laughs> there, you know, I don't know about you, but I love self-education. I love listening to podcasts. I love reading books or audio books. I love talking to people like yourself and other people. That's why I love this podcast because I literally get to pick the brain of people that I want, that I want to learn stuff. We can, you know, cross right. ideas and stuff. At what point does 
should you stop the inspiration and education and do execution or should you do both at the same time? What's your philosophy on that? See, I don't really do the inspiration and education part because a lot of, because everybody, but everybody learns differently, right? I learn by doing, right? That's how I've gotten to be where I am at right now. I just do. Okay. I didn't know how to vlog. I started vlogging. Now I've now I know how to do that. I didn't know how to operate recording software. Now I, now I, I did it. So now I know, you know, I didn't know how to build websites, but because I got somebody that said, Hey, you need to, you're going to cost you $5,000 for me to build your website. I'm going to just do it myself. So it was one of those things where it, the, the knowledge came from circumstance relevant to what I was pursuing. Yep. And that's what so, I found too. I've totally found that. Now I know about what I know what an RSS feed, I know how to edit a podcast and how to make micro content and how to, you know, all that stuff. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, I learned so much just by doing, I don't know if there's any other way for me to learn. Um, I've never been a reader. Like I have Vaynerchuk books sitting, like you can't see it because it's off camera, but like up over this way. I'm like on my little ledge, I've read maybe a chapter of each of them. Like, because I just don't sit still. Like if, if you're like, even right now I'm moving because like, I can't like, I am never comfortable in one spot. Um, I don't, I don't, again, don't know if that's a strength or a weakness, but Hey, it's, it's mine. Um, and I don't, I don't learn the traditional way. I sucked at tests in, in school. Like formatted tests was terrible. And it's, Odd because now my kids aren't testing well, but yet their grades are superior by comparison to how they test. So they they're for, they're formatted in a similar way to me, which I think I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing yet. But um, yeah, so much of what I learned is just by doing, just making and making mistakes, but not being hindered by those mistakes. How, well, right. like, I know what you mean by that, but expound a little bit. Like, how is a mistake an asset? Because it's knowledge, right? You learn that, okay, let, let, let's use a bit of an extreme circumstance here, right? You're driving a car for the first time and you hit the accelerator instead of the gas and you go through the garage in reverse. You now know not to do that, right? It costs you. Well, hopefully but, everybody would know that that would not be a good, no, I'm just kidding. Right. But like <laughs> you hit the wrong thing or you pop the clutch in the wrong spot and it just like all of your life is messed up or, or you, you go into that business deal, right? I'll speak to you entrepreneurs out there. You go into that business deal, like you're fresh, like really green behind the ears to use that verbiage. Like you lose the client. Cool. Now, you know, not to do what you just did. So the, not just the lessons are important. It's the ability to identify what can be learned from the lessons in order for the lessons to then not be repeated. Yeah. It's important to become self-aware because many people, I remember it wasn't until recently that like, once you start understanding and, and be able to like, you know, bring your mind outside of yourself and watch yourself doing all these different things and observing the failures and the ups and the downs and the pro progress that's when you're going to be growing at an exponential multiplication multiplication rate. Whereas I remember right. just like thinking back, I'm like, man, what was I doing like through high school and early college? Because <laughs> like, I don't remember ever being aware of the fact that I was learning from something or, you know, growing or whatever, you know, and it's important right. 
I don't know how to do it, but it just kind of starts happening. Being intentional about trying to observe yourself, like not just doing things, but to observe yourself doing things. Bingo. I mean, yeah, I could beat this into the ground, but that's it really. I mean, that's what it's been for me is because so much of what I, I mean, I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. I didn't really have anybody to look up to when I started this thing other than, I mean, musicians that I looked up to and, and people from afar that I watched and I paid attention and I learned from, but like, I just was so much about the practicality of just doing it and seeing what happens and just like building relationships. You, okay. You get a little nervous to go and email that one person or to send that. Like I was terrified to reach out to Roland. <laughs> like, like I didn't know what he was going to say. He could have said no. Or because I mean, we fear rejection, right? Mm-hmm. Rejection in circumstance, rejection by people, rejection by peers, rejection by just rejection. We fear it. And, and that I think holds us back from just the, the practicality of doing. I want to ask you, uh, Another broad question before we get into the practical <laughs> stuff. No, really though. Um, many times people seek to be successful for the purpose of being successful, making money, uh, having a car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, I remember you posted a while back on Instagram and you always asked me this whenever I'd post something. You always would say this one phrase, how can I help you? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. How, like that just almost counterintuitive like it doesn't make sense. Uh, literally no pun intended sometimes, but you know, like why, how and why, like, why does that bring you so much happiness? Why does that bring you so much joy and satisfaction, uh, to be able to, to think like, what can I offer instead of what can I get? Exactly. That's the, that's, that's the secret by saying, Hey, how can I help you? I'm really wanting you to think, Right. Because it forces you to step out, step out of yourself to then go back into yourself and really evaluate what it is that you need from somebody in a relationship. And one, I'm always kind of curious to see if people ask it back because reciprocity is worth it too. Um, But no, it's, I get so much more joy in helping than I do in getting. Now, as a business only move, not the greatest right? Because longer periods of time for things to happen in, that's one. Two, you might undercut your own value, which I've done admittedly many times. And three, you may position yourself as that guy who's only there to help. And you might lose out on more if you're not willing to ask for it. So it's a, I want to help, but at the same point in time, I might not, your, your help of me and I might not come direct. You might know somebody who needs something that, that I can do or my team can do. That makes me sound like I'm doing it with an ulterior motive. I'm really not. No. Well, no, it makes sense though. You, 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 right. I mean, obviously like if you do what's right, it'll come back around. And that's why, you know, you gotta, you gotta ask and you gotta give. And like, for right. example, I put out content on Instagram for three, four months. And then as soon as the podcast came out, I'm like, Hey guys, tell your friends, say what's up. Like I was just like hustling for the, for the, the ask, 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 ask. And that's okay because there's a time to ask and there's a time to give, you know? 
Right. So I, I know, I know what you mean right, right there. And I think that's so important is that you can't be, if you're living for yourself, if you're just trying to gain, 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 number one, you're going to fail in business because people don't like being sold to. Uh, that's why the, I hate the word sales. I don't like it for that reason. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, if, if your company though, or if your brand or if your channel or whatever, if you, if you make it about the audience, they'll become loyal and loyalty automatically, intrinsically has payoffs uh, long-term. Bingo. I don't like sales, but I love relationships. And in my way or in my world, sales are a byproduct of a substantial and healthy relationship. I love it, man. I love it. Okay, so let's move into the practical real quick. How how somebody somebody who wants to start something, like how do they, like if they want to start a podcast, a YouTube, or Instagram channel, or something like that, like what's a step to go from zero to one? Like how do you even find your topic? Like what do you like? How do you how do you start? That's such an interesting question. <laughs> Because it goes so much against my narrative. <laughs> oh, really? Um, because I, I didn't think about it. I just did. Yeah. Right? Like, well, okay, this is actually even better, though, because you do it naturally. Now, like, like try to dissect what you did intuitively to then break it down for somebody who needs to think about it. That's where the real gold comes. It comes naturally for you to do things, to start things, to work on things. And like, that's what happened with me with sales. I was in sales for a long time. I was a natural salesman and I wasn't actually a good sales instructor at first because like I just did, I was, I just sold, I just talked to people. Uh, but, but after thinking about it, I became a very, very good sales instructor because I was able to break down intuition. And so like, take it, take a second to think about that. Somebody needs to start something. They, 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 they know they want to make an impact. They want to start something. Like, how do they go there? Like, break down intuition uh, for somebody who, who needs to know what some steps are to start. Hmm. First, first and foremost, what are you accomplishing? Right? What's the mission? Mm, I like right? it. Like what's the end? Like what's what's the takeaway? Like your 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 audience or your customer? Right. Like what, the, what, what do you want them to take away? Exactly. Like what what what's that intangible? Right. Desired outcome. What's that? Exactly. So what's that outcome? Cool. Now once you have that outcome, apply your values to it. Identify what your intangible values are. What make you you? Right. Once you're able to identify what they who they are right? What you're giving to them. And most importantly, who you are, guess what? You can bring that together. Now you have a, now you have a bit of a strategy in the music world. So it, it, it's truly understand your audience, dive deep to get to know the people, right? Identify who they are, not just who they are, where they are. Geographically and platform where they are, how they consume content, right? Or how they purchase your product or how they purchase products. What are their buying habits? Okay, that, that'll, that'll bring you into knowing how they spend their money. So you know where they spend their money. Now you know how they spend their money, right? And now you know where they're doing on the back end of that. And guess what? Now you can put your content 
in that position, then all of a sudden, or your product, because you're marketing to 30-somethings who like t-shirts, right? This is, this is why organizations like Lulu Row do so well, because they're tapping the direct, they're tapping the ideal client profile. And they're doing it at scale because they're getting their ideal clients to get more ideal clients to get more ideal clients. Right. And I just say that because my wife happened to buy me this shirt and it's Lulu Row. Um, but it's the mentality of as soon as that product is done, it is no longer about you. Make it about them. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, if you don't know who you're talking to, I like that really. Become like figure out who you are and what talents you have and what passions you have. Because by the way, just because you have talent, I mean, passions in something doesn't mean that you have uh, the passions in it. You want to find something you're both talented and good at, then figure out who your audience is and then the desired outcome, how you and what you can offer actually impacts your desired, desired audience and then to start communicating. There you go, man. And then have a story. You have to have a story. You have to have narrative, especially right now, because we're in this era of everybody selling you everybody on everything all the time. You got to cut through the noise. Like, and, and I, I want to put this out there as well. You guys who are, are starting out, who are building something, right? This, this, this is what I, how I want you guys to think. I'm going to get real close to the camera because this one's an important one. How long are you willing to be patient for it to happen? Right? I, may, I made this comment earlier. I've waited seven years to cut myself a paycheck, literal paycheck, right? Payable too. Not a recoup of investment, not a recoup of expenses, not paying down or not getting a return on what I've put in, a literal paycheck. How long are you willing to be patient for, for that to happen? Not saying that that time period is how long it's going to take to make it happen. Yeah. And if you're not, you got to change it here because if you're focused on your wallet, you're going to lose. I love it, man. Is there any like practical uh, digital media strategy or tool or process that you do that would be beneficial to myself or the listener? Whatever platform you use, however you communicate with people, be grateful. That will supersede any platform ever. And that will make your value on those platforms so much larger. Case in point, I spent from, now I still do this on occasion. I just have not been uber religious with it lately. But I spent, and I think this is how you and I got connected to begin with. I started day before Thanksgiving. And I actually told this to Roland and Roland's like, I might have to steal that. Um, which somebody who routinely is touching millions of people with his music is, I find that to be massively humbling for him to say. But I spent all that time literally doing this. I was on Instagram, right? And I'd say, oh, I'd go through all of my followers. I had a little over 6,600 people right now. I w I've hit like at least a thousand of them personally saying nothing, saying something to the effect of this. Hey, Joel, I hope this finds you having an amazing day. I just wanted to send this quick message to say thank you. And then I'd end it. And for me, that has been like, I have never been more floored with the types of responses that I've gotten 
because it's been it's been an interesting study in the human condition. And this is why I say that. I got one of three response types or categories. Because I was tracking this because it was a it was a test for me, right? I got one, the first type was no response because you're going to get that. The other type was the overly enthusiastic, like, oh, oh man, thank you so much, right? Those were fun, but it was like, all right, a little over the top, but I get it. My favorite was the one that fell in between those two extremes because it was the thank you for what? Or literal question mark I got in some responses. And my answer was this, for nothing more than reading this right now, because that is all I wanted. I didn't want anything else. Cool, I got a couple of sales from it, but that was not why I went into it. So it's mindset, because I definitely believe in mind over matter. I am fighting so many forces right now that are trying to hold me down and hold me back that literally all I know is how to fight and push. That's why I post, put on Instagram the other day, literal red background, black bold letters that said push because that's what we need to do. Push yourself to become better. Because a wise man once told me, in order to achieve greatness, you yourself must first become great. I, I wish I could lay claim to that, that quote, but I can't. But that's what it is, right? So many of us want to be great. We want to be influencers. We want the attention. We, we, want, we want the, the, the car, the house, the, the money. But so many of us are unwilling to be practical with our approach. First and foremost, what we need to do is analyze. We need to figure out what that what you've been doing. And this is not just your social media numbers. This is not just your content. This is, this is everything pertaining to your business. You need to run an analysis on it. Full top level 30,000 foot and down analysis on what you do. Then we go next level up. We build out baselines. What has been done thus far, track those or build those KPIs, right? Those key performance indicators. And then we set goals based on those KPIs and where we want those KPIs to go, right? Three, then we develop content, right? So we're, we're building, we're, at, we're analyzing, then we're building, then we're setting goals, and then we're creating content, and then we're deploying content, and then we're reviewing it all, and then we're building the whole cycle back up again. If you don't want to climb, if you, if you want the top level, you got to climb the stairs. I want to thank you for, for, for joining me, man. Uh, it's been good to have you on there, and you've dropped some value nuggets for sure. Before I go, just uh, how can people get a hold of you, man? Philip Ryan Block on most platforms. Google my name on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, all Philip Ryan Block. On Snap, I believe it's P underscore Ryan Block. Wow, what an epic episode. Seriously, these episodes are getting better and better and better. And I'm just thoroughly thankful for the fact that you would take your time to listen and to be inspired and empowered. Go ahead and visit empowergrad.org for more resources as well. If you want to stay in touch and, and to really not miss any episodes or anything, go ahead and hit us up on social media as well as like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on the platforms in which you are currently listening. Finally, just want to say a quick thanks to my Empower Good team, Karen, Ricky, Brian, and Jasmani. And until next time, do not forget to empower good. <laughs>